All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Perspective Podcast Sports Edition. Tonight, with my good co-host, Tevin. What's good, How you feeling? I'm good, I'm good. Things looking on the up and up, I'm good. I know that's right, I know that's right. How that weather looking out there? I heard it's rough, man. Yeah, it's been bad. Uh, been raining all day out here. I'm in laughing right now. I didn't move from BR, so I'm out here for the summer. So yeah, it's been bad out here. Shoot, of course, Lake Charles, I think they got some more flooding. So, uh, yeah. But, I mean, it's going to lighten up, though. But right now, it's kind of kind of shaky. But it'll get better. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Prayers for Lake Charles, man. They're going through it uh, once again. Like, Hurricane Laura, Hurricane Delta, the ice storm we all dealt with in the South, especially us in the South uh, in February. So, Lake Charles back underwater again. So, prayers for them, for all the good folks out there in Lake Charles. And uh, hopefully, you know. Things kind of get back to normal pretty soon. So on this edition of the Perspective Podcast Sports Edition, uh, it's the regular season, into the regular season of the NBA, uh, the wrap-up here. Uh, so tomorrow night, we're recording this on May 17th. The play-in games start tomorrow night, the 18th. Uh, but first, we're just going to kind of rewind just a little bit, and we're going to first talk about the uh, Hall of Fame. A Hall of Fame class that was all inducted over the weekend. Uh, this Hall of Fame class was headlined by, of course, the late great Kobe Bryant, uh, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Tamika Ketchins, um, Kim Mulkey, and Barbara Stevens. And so, uh, so just uh, your first initial thoughts. Did you like what is what are some of your thoughts of the uh, those uh, inductees starting with Kobe? Uh, of course, Kobe was the, the head. R.I.P. to Kobe. He was the headline. I know everybody was, you know, waiting for that speech, but he didn't get to give it with Vanessa. Uh, I didn't get to see it. I didn't get to see her uh speech, but I heard she did a pretty good job in her and Mike uh the Kobe part. Um, I was very interested in learning about Tim Duncan. I didn't know that much about him. I didn't know he started hooping when he was fourteen. I forgot that he was born overseas, so. Yeah. That was good to hear him finally talk and speak since he never say nothing and uh, show the different side of him. KG always came, gave homage to the people before him, you know, just with that passion he played, told us where he got it from. And uh, Tamika for the women, repping, you know, she one of the best women to ever play. So that was good to see her finally get in. And uh, it was a good Hall of Fame class, you know. Uh, with them three headlining it as far as the NBA players, it's probably the what you could say that that's the best Hall of Fame player ever. You got one, what three of the top 20, 25 players ever going in at one time. So man, it was it was a good uh, a good day for the NBA, man. And you have cornerstones from dynasties uh, in this class, like Kobe's Laker teams, early two thousands, or or his episode with Powell, like. Dynasty, dynasty team. Uh, we, all, of course, we all know the the Spurs uh, dynasty run ever since, pretty much ever since Tim Duncan got there. So uh, it's been a winning franchise ever since the late nineties. I want to say them three, them three players won what ten, won seven of the ten championships from like two thousand to two thousand ten. Yeah, yeah. I think it was only three other teams that probably snuck one in there during that time. Three just or two, just the Pistons team. Just that, yes. pit, the, just the, the Pistons, Pistons and Mavericks. The, the Pistons, Mavericks, and the Heat. The only three teams that snuck one in there during that all that time, and them yeah. three players was like dominated that era. And yeah, especially that decade from 2000 up to 2010, like pre-super team yeah. uh, NBA. So yeah, so definitely salute to those players. And uh, for the people that are wondering, Tamika Catchings, uh, she is a ten-time WNBA All-Star, four-time gold medalist. Kim Mulkey of the Baylor Bears. She is a three-time uh, NCAA women's champion, won with the Baylor Bears in 05, 2012, 2019. And Barbara Stevens, she is a historic coach, one of five female coaches to get to 1,000 wins in the women's game. So salute to those uh, Hall, of Fee, Hall of Fame inductees. And so then that would bring us to our to the nominees for the 21 class. Of uh, First, we'll start with the GOAT, uh, just outside of basketball, like the greatness that this man just uh, has lived and, and is still living. Bill Russell, he's going in as a coach. Um, then followed by some other players, Chris Bosh. We all know his career was cut short due to the blood clots uh, he had with the Heat. 
Paul Pierce is on there. Everybody knows my the hate that I have for Paul Pierce. I feel like he's like the most unathletic all-star of all time. But we're going to give him flowers today as he's going into the uh, Hall of Fame. So salute to Paul Pierce. Uh, ben Wallace, he's on that list. I would never go in the paint if I was a guard and Ben Wallace was down there. I'd never do it. Uh, if you don't know who Ben Wallace is, do your, do your Googles, children. Uh, Rick Adelman, the coach. Jay Wright from Villanova. Uh, Yolanda Griffith, Lauren Jackson, and one of uh, a Chicago Bull going in for his international play and NBA play, Tony Kukoc. So salute to all those uh, those nominees. And oh, also, uh, I feel like I'm missing Chris Weber. And uh, yeah, Chris Weber. Oh, yeah, also. the main, one of the main people who should have been there. Yeah, Chris Weber. I almost, almost missed his name right here on the list. But Chris Weber is also going in. And so that seems like another strong class too, right? Yeah, especially with, I mean, C. Webb should have been got in, in my opinion, because during that 2000s, he was one of them top five power forwards that you had uh, at the time. And, you know, he just couldn't get to that finals level. But when you look at it, everywhere he went to, the team got better. Once he got to Washington, they got to the playoffs. Once he got to the Kings, they got to the playoffs. Once he got to Philly, Philly yeah. they, they was in the playoffs, even in Detroit. They made it to the conference finals. So everywhere he got to, the team got better. And just him as an individual basketball player, I mean, he was so underrated as a passer. And he'll still give you 20 and 10 a game. But he can still throw five throw five assists in there. So, yes, a good strong class. Paul Pierce got in, one of the best bucket getters of his generation. Uh, he, he was unathletic because of that. End. I mean, remember, before he got stabbed up, he was flying through there. He was dunking and everything, too. Yeah, Paul did. Yeah, even though, but he came back from that, and then he just elevated his game, took it to a whole nother level, and then became one of the top what twenty scorers of all time in NBA history. Yeah. yeah so, uh, and then for the women, I got to rep Lauren Jackson. I watched a lot of WNBA growing up, and she was a she was a dog. So um, that's good that she get men. She was, I think, a three time MVP with us. From in Seattle, she was this. She was doing her thing. She was like, she was pretty much like they dirt over there with the inside outside game. So uh, kudos to her and everybody else that uh, made it. In. And of course, Rick Adam and the Trailblazers coach got in there. So yeah. that's good. I remember Rick from his his days with the uh, with the Kings uh, with that, those Chris Webber teams, uh, and they ran right. into the Lakers, Lakers early two thousands, and they uh, the. Uh, uh, the the ref that was cheating, yeah, yeah, the ref that was cheating yeah. and all that crazy stuff. So who knows? Maybe the Kings would have one, but Rick Allen may have one. But I guess we'll never know. Uh, but salute to that class, uh, to the to those nominees uh, in the 2021 uh, nominees and uh, those women and men that are going in, and salute to the uh, 2020 Hall of Fame class. As we know, 2020 was a little was not even a little, but it was all the way weird. And I'm just glad we're on the other side of it now. We're getting back to somewhat of a uh, normal life, if you will. And so, uh, and so, from the Hall of Fame class, we go to uh, the playoff teams. Playoff teams that have secured a spot in this uh, in this playoff. And the playoffs, it's a little different this year. Um, I, you might as well say, if if you don't have a, a top six seed, then you're not really in the playoffs at all. Like I. I don't even know. I guess we'll get to the playing. We'll get to the playing rules in a second. But uh, the top six teams. Uh, we'll start with the Western Conference first. T. I'll let you go ahead and take that one. What we got? Top six team in the top six in the West. So of course the number one seed is Utah this year at fifty two and twenty. Then at second you come coming in with the Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul, and turned them around. Three you got Denver. Four the Clippers five Dallas and then of course six Portland we up in there got to secure us a spot you know how we do y'all did y'all thing y'all beat the brakes off boys like down the stretch <laughs> like y'all we had to we ain't trying to play the Lakers <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks y'all y'all changed the uh the Nuggets bricks the other night uh y'all played a tough game against was that one Phoenix y'all played um Saturday night it was like Thursday or Friday like y'all had a, like a really really tough game which I'll pull that one off too. I think yeah, that was against Utah. Was it? it? Yeah, it, it was because Donovan didn't play. Yeah, yeah, it was Utah. Yeah, so y'all, y'all definitely had some big games down the stretch, and the Blazers came up clutch. They did what they had to do, and uh, they definitely locked up that 
<clears throat> one of those six top six seeds in the in the West, which the West has always been tough. Chris Paul said this the other night, and he it's just kind of a, of a reminder. The West it's always been tough, but this year it seems like it's like deeper than ever. You know what I mean? So, right. Salute to those six that got in, and for the Eastern Conference, we got uh, the number one seed Philly uh, holding it down. Uh, this, the Nets, Brooklyn Nets. I'm still getting used to saying Brooklyn Nets at number two. Uh, the Bucks at number three. The Knicks at number four, and they finished over 500. Uh, the Hawks at number five. They finished over 500, and the Miami Heat finished at number six, over 500 as well. And so, uh, well, out of out of the teams in the West, are you are you concerned with any of those teams out there in the West? Like, does anybody look like a sleeper to you? Anybody look like they're they could kind of catch anybody slipping? The only team I feel like could catch somebody slipping is Portland, only because of the firepower they got offensively. Um, because apart from that, out of Utah, I don't, I just don't, I still can't bring myself to believe it. I don't know why, but I just think that matchups make a, you know, matchups make series. And I think that go bear matchup with certain teams, he can get exposed. Yeah. And plus if Donovan ain't scoring, I mean, ain't too many people on the team to get their own bucket. So I'm not, so that's my major concern with them. The Clippers, I feel like they are going to fall back into that trap of, you know, that ISO ball. Cause I don't see down the stretch. They always fall back into the same habits every single year. Um, and then Denver, of course, Murray's hurt, so they're they're kind of weak right now. Dallas, they be up and down, so you never know what you're gonna get with them. And Phoenix, Phoenix, they it's a good story. I just think that I don't think that they this is their first time. Besides Chris Paul, this is pretty much everybody's first time besides him and Jake Crowder. So I don't think they're ready yet. I think they're poised to be upset in the first round, depending on who they play. Especially if they played like the Lakers, just matchup wise. Um, Golden State, they they probably still can beat Golden State because of the um, they really just have Steph and that's all they got. Thanks. But Steph and the homies. Not, yeah, and I don't think he can do that for seven games, like dominate that way. But who knows? But um, Portland my, is my, you know, we the sleepers, of course, like always. And uh, yeah, that's. But I'm still picking the Lakers to get out. Of the West, even though they ain't even in the playoffs yet, but healthy, I got them. That's a fact. Yeah, over there in the Western Conference, it's just uh, I got Portland is my sleeper, uh, and I think that they're I wouldn't even call them necessarily like a sleeper. I would just really just say you know they're, they're just a good team, and the bracket falls right for them. I could see a Lakers Lakers uh, Blazers like matchup if if the bracket falls correctly, but so much is still up in the air. You know what I mean? So, but right. we'll see. We'll definitely see how it shakes out. And over there in the East, I don't believe in Milwaukee. Never have, never will. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get that out the way first. Uh, the Hawks, they're in, in, in the same boat as what you say with, with the Suns. They need some more, like, battle wounds, battle scars. Uh, and then I think maybe down the line, they'll be, like, a team of the future. Uh, the Knicks, good story. I think they do get out the first round as they'll play the Hawks. So that'll that'll be an interesting like second round matchup, whoever the, the Knicks get, because boy, the Knicks play you like they like it's concrete. <laughs> it's right. like like grown man fouls, no blood, no foul. Like, like I just I just love what the Knicks have, do have going on. So uh the Knicks ought to be ought to be a fun watch. I'm not sleeping on the heat. And I'll we're gonna re- recall back something that you said. Uh I brought up the point that Vic Vic Olandipo got traded there. You weren't big on it at all. The uh, like early last week, it got news that he's out for the rest of the year. He has like has to have quad surgery, so he's gonna miss the rest of the season. So Vic will be back sometime next year with whatever team because he's a free agent at the end of the season. So, uh, but I, I'm still rolling rolling with the Heat because the Heat and the Knicks they're really really similar to me. Like how they they play you physical, they play you tough. They gonna from jump ball to zeros on the clock. Like they're going to play you hard. And Jimmy Butler is, that's one of my favorite players in the league. So uh, I can, I can see that. I can see him. Punk, <laughs> I can see them punking a couple teams. Like, especially <laughs> if they get Milwaukee, like they going to punk them again. So I'm. <laughs> well, if you, 
if you watch how Giannis been playing lately, though, he's been playing more like a center now. Like, he's been getting shots way closer to the goal and more playing more around the goal. So I'm like, I'm interested in what it's going to look like against Bam. Because if he can get Bam in foul trouble, then that's it. Like, that's the main thing they want to do is get Bam out there, out that paint. Because once he come out, then that's, that center position get real weak for the heat. And Giannis is going to take advantage of whoever that is. So that's their main thing is trying to get Bam out the game. Because if they can do that, then I think they'll beat them. But if they can't, then I'm going with Miami because I think guard-wise, they, they might be better as a as a unit, even though they got Holiday and uh, Middleton for Milwaukee, I think, as a whole entire – because Miami throw out like four or five different guards. You never know who's going to get hot one night. <laughs> right. It'd be, it be a hero. Then they'll throw in um, – you forgot Dragic. Dragic, Dunn. Jimmy. Dunn Jimmy. can give you 20. Robinson might hit six threes one game. So, you never know. So, that's going to be one of the uh, real – all the ones in the East, I feel like, going to be real good first-round matchups. Yeah. Eastern Conference is definitely looking looking really, really bright here. So, uh, they, I guess, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see how it all shakes out in the Eastern Conference. But I'm definitely looking forward to what they have going on over there. And so then that brings us to the play-in uh, scenario. And so for the second time, we are in the playoff, well, play-in scenario. And so what exactly is the play-in scenario? You ask. Uh, the play-in scenario. It is. All right, and. There will be a total of six games involving eight teams at eight teams as part of the play-in tournament split up in between the two conferences. The teams that finish one through six in each conference that we just went over will be guaranteed playoff spots, while teams seven through ten in the standings will enter the play-in. Any team worse than uh, any team worse than number 10, they'll enter the draft lottery. So Game number one, the game number one, it is the, uh, we have the number seven team in the standings by winning percentage will host the number eight team with the winner earning the seven seed in the playoffs. The losing team gets another chance in game number three. Game number two, the number nine team will host the number 10 team with the winner Moving on to game three, the loser is eliminated and goes to the draft lottery. Game three, the loser of the number seven versus eight matchup will host the winner of the nine versus 10 matchup with the victor grabbing the number eight seed in the, in the postseason. The loser goes off. You start your offseason draft lottery time for that team. I know that was a lot to digest <laughs> because that was a confusing read as well. But uh, so, how you feeling about those uh, those this playing scenario? This uh, what we got here this year. At first, I didn't like it because I'm like, it's always gonna feel like a team that feel like they got left out. So I was like, I didn't care too much for it. But it ha- also had like because you know people usually don't during the NBA playoffs they try to more people turn tune in to when it gets closer to like conference finals and of course the NBA finals, but. This kind of brings back a little bit of that early suspense in uh, early June and uh, early June. I mean, early May and June instead of waiting until the finals come around. And uh, I think the matchups are pretty, the ones that playing, they're pretty even for the most part, in my opinion, of the teams that are playing against each other. So uh, I'm going to be watching it. And it also bring, don't bring out the best in a lot of people because you get if you're in that seven eight game, you get one game, so you got to shine. If you're in the nine ten game, you you get one game, maybe two. So you got to bring your your a game for these next uh next few days if you're trying to get into the playoffs. And I'm just I'm ready for it. Yeah, if you really want it, you gotta you gotta show it. You gotta show it here. You know what I'm saying? And so those uh those matchups they go well. They kind of circle back first. I did see a lot of. And I wouldn't be mad if the NBA like did like a play-in scenario. If it's like, what was that year that it was some teams that finished with like the same winning 
same record or something like that. I think it was in the West or the East. That might have been about a year. Yeah, I think he has the West. I think it was like three teams that almost had like the same record. Yeah. And so if it's if something like that happens, I'm cool with the play-in scenario. But and I don't think it should be uh seven, seven through ten. I'm cool with like eight through eleven or something like that. I, I guess, you know, just however it would make sense. But maybe the seven number seven shouldn't really be there unless it's like a the record is like super close. But uh other than that, because you know, of course, we saw LeBron's comments about it. He said that whoever uh, came over this should be fired. Um, it's kind of convenient, but yeah. right. And now he's the star of it. Exactly. How how <laughs> how the um, how stuff circles back around? Exactly. Uh, Braun wasn't a fan of it. Luca wasn't a fan of it. Mark Cuban wasn't a fan of it. Those are all teams that are yeah. either fighting to. Uh, to like, stay there so at the, at the end of the day it's a money play but still like i mean it is what it is y'all gotta go just go out there and hoop and you'll be all right it's just convenient how like those uh those people that were like complaining about like the playing situations either they barely avoided it or they just like you know are they are they are in the scenario so of course you don't like it whenever you're in the situation but it is what it is lakers are in the <laughs> playing situation so you just gotta you got to do it. So just think about this, though, right, before we get into those matchups. This is year three of Braun being in L.A. So missed the playoffs, won a championship. He's in a play-in situation. If he does not make it to the playoffs, how would you look at – how would you judge his Lakers career, like, through – just through those three three uh, seasons there, it's Lakers crew. The first year, I, I really don't count the first year just because he got hurt and was hurt for so long. He could um, get hurt on Christmas. Yeah, so to me, I don't I don't count that. I don't even pay attention to that one. Uh, and then this year, I mean, he was hurt again. So um, it is showing that he's aging. <laughs> then he's then he's not the same twenty some year old LeBron that we used to seeing. And it's just natural that the older you get, the more susceptible you are to injuries. So um he came he I feel like he came to LA and he's already done what he set out to do, which was, you know, make him relevant again, keep the championship uh thing alive. And he did that last year. So I mean, for me. He pretty much did what he want. He accomplished, wanted to accomplish. So I don't look at it that much. I just take it for what it is now. Like I'm just enjoying the last few years we're gonna have with this man's greatness to witness. So um, I think no matter what happens after this, it's gonna be a success. He already got his ring. He already got his final MVP. Yep. Anything else is just icing on top of the cake, and he's just trying to. He really just playing to get that um, record to be the all-time leading score, which I don't blame him. I mean, that's the only thing he really got left to accomplished but um as far as individual accomplishments that's the only thing he really wants to do so um just let him go for that and just take it at it as what it is right now and just we witnessing the end of one of the three and you gotta say one of the three at least one of the three greatest players of all time yeah that's a fact i i saw this narrative going around online there was like oh if he doesn't even reach the playoffs this year it's like a it's a complete failure, like, da-da-da-da. It's like, come on, bro. Like, year one, he got hurt on Christmas, which is about two and a half months into the season. And he was playing with dudes he didn't want to play with. <laughs> like, so he overhauled the entire roster, roster right. <laughs> a couple months later. And um, a whole new roster and a new coach. Yeah, a whole, yeah, and a new coach. You ain't lying. And a new GM. Magic ended up right. stepping everybody down. Like, everybody left the building. Like, so – um, I think it, it would still be a success for Braun. I mean, it's L.A. Of course, the the camera is zoomed in on them and everything that they got going on, especially with Clippers supposed to have a thing going on. But at the end of the day, it's still a Laker town. So so off of uh, Braun and off of the plan, uh, the well, his specific part of the plan, uh, the Eastern Conference plan, um, the group of four teams, it's Celtics, seven, Wizards, eight. I'm surprised the Wizards actually made it, but they did. Right. They came on late. Uh, Celtics, seven, Wizards, eight, Pacers, ten, Horn, uh, Pacers, nine, 
points, 10. Uh, so in the Eastern Conference, we have the Eastern uh, play-in. That actually starts tomorrow night, the 18th. And that would start with uh, the Hornets at the Pacers and the Wizards at the Celtics. So uh, what, what are your thoughts about those, those first two games coming up tomorrow night? My opinion is, I think, well, I, I want Charlotte to win. I think the I think the NBA wants Charlotte to win, all because Lamelo and the what he brings to the game, the excitement that that would bring, and all the interest that'll bring to the Charlotte making the playoffs. Yeah. Um. So I think I think they're gonna pull it out. I think just for one game they can get it. Well, no, they will have to win two. So I think they'll. Have, well, I think they'll beat Indiana. I don't think Indiana has the firepower to keep up with them offensively. They play good defense, but I don't think they have the scoring to keep up. And then with the Boston and Washington Wizards, it makes it interesting because Jalen Brown is gone. If they had Jalen, I would pick Boston. Mm -hmm. So this is going to show you how you're going to really get to see what Jason made, what Tatum made out of, and what Brad can come up with to stop Westbrook and Bradley Westbrook Westbrook been going off with them triple doubles. You're going to have to see that man. You're going to have to see that man. And if Bill plays, which I'm pretty sure he's going to play, um, he's averaging 30. So somebody got to guard him, which is most likely going to be Marcus Smart. So uh, that game is going to come down to the who, who superstars can rise the highest. Is it Kimba and is it Kimba and Jason, or is it going to be Russ and Bradley? So that's that's a really two good matchups, and I'm looking forward to seeing them tomorrow. Over under on the amount of technicals that we're going to get in this in this game between Marcus Smart, uh, Russ, uh, <laughs> like, like over under, like, like just throwing them out there. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to roll with, I'm going to go under because the number is, I'll say two, I'm, but I'm going to go under. Right. I think that, I think one of some one of them will get one. Yeah. I think, I think smart gets teed up. I think he gets teed up for sure. But <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm rolling the same. Uh, I don't think the Pacers have enough firepower at all to keep up with the Hornets. I also believe that if the Hornets do get into the playoff, uh, this solidifies Lamelo Ball as Rookie of the Year, uh, especially if he has you know mo- monster games like just good games overall. I think this solidifies his Rookie of the Year. I was rolling with Halliburton; he got late down, he got hurt down the stretch, late down the stretch. So and came back, and you saw Charlotte started to fall out the sky whenever he got hurt. When whenever Lamelo got hurt, he's back in. He's kind of you know kind of getting his footing and whatnot back, but. He's getting back back on track. So I'm rolling with Charlotte in that one. Uh, the eight versus seven, uh, Wiz versus Celtics. Um, similar, once again, if uh, Jalen Brown was – was and that was a freak accident that, like, they got hurt on, right? Like they ran into each other. Yeah, they <laughs> ran into each other. And, like, both of them had lower body injuries, but Jalen ended up tearing something in his wrist, which is nuts. Like, All right. Uh, but if Jalen was playing, I would roll with uh, – I'd roll with the Cs. Uh, but I'm rolling with, with with the Wizards. Like you're gonna have to see Mr. Triple Double. Like you're gonna have to. Like you have to see Russ one game. Everything on the table. I'm rolling with Russ. Like he's he's showing me what what Russ does whenever it's whenever it's time. So I ain't picking up. I ain't picking about it. I'm going with Boston. I think Jason. I'm going with Jason. I'm going with Jason. <laughs> Last time I did this, uh, last time I did this, and I said that like Jason wasn't like he didn't he wasn't that to me. The next like very like later on later on that week he gave me he gave me sixty points. <laughs> so so, <laughs> so hopefully I'm wrong on this one. But uh, if Jason Tatum does it again, then I'm gonna have to really just get that man his flowers and get off that man next. So, I'm going with them because I don't know how hurt Bill really is. I don't know how healthy Bill really is. So that's why I'm going with uh that's why I'm just gonna pick the Celtics. Because Bill's health is kind of – he missed the last two games, and a thigh injury, that's that's kind of serious. You don't want to mess with it. So, I'm rolling with the Celtics. Yeah. And so, do you think uh, the the coach of the loser, they have they have to get out of town, right? Like, Scott Brooks is either time to go or Brad Stevens, it's time to go? As long as Westbrook is there, Scott Brooks is going to be there for Washington. Brad Stevens, he should be looking for work elsewhere because colleges is calling. And you just, next year might be his 
if he keeps his job next year might be the last year if they don't get back to the conference final because I think they're re they're regressing. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not progressing, but either that's either progressing or you regressing, but they're kind of so and they're not progressing. So I feel like he gonna be next year might be his last year because them colleges calling and they offering the big bags for him. Yeah. And that's where that's where he really probably really belongs, honestly. I always thought that he was going to be Coach K's replacement at Duke uh, whenever Coach K hangs it up. Uh, that's just – I don't know. I just kind of put that together in my head. But I always – It's possible. Oh, uh, yeah. I always looked at, it like, looked at it like he would be Coach K's replacement or he would take like a like a, like a story program like UCLA or, you know what I'm saying, like they're like just a program like that. Like He got offered – was it Indiana? Yeah. Some – I think Indiana also who – Whoever just hired that black coach for like less than half, yeah, for less than half of what he was gonna get, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I can see him at Duke. I, I could because Coach K ain't he ain't getting no young. Yeah, he ain't got no more. Saw Roy Williams. Like, he already like 73, 74. He can't coach, keep coaching much longer. So that might that'll be just by for brand. That or either, uh, and I think he's getting ready to Coach K is getting ready to leave uh, USA basketball alone as well. I think he's getting ready to move away from that too. So the signs are kind of there for uh, Coach K to kind of step away from the game, and his counterpart Roy Williams just stepped away too. But UNT, uh, North Carolina, ain't really won much of anything uh, as of late. Uh, well, over the last two years, they've been to a national championship recently, so I do have to give them that. Uh, but uh, so uh, off uh, coaches aside, uh, the Western Conference matchup. Uh, which takes place Wednesday night, the 19th. Uh, we have somehow, some way, Gabe and them Spurs, man. Somehow, some way, them Spurs got into the situation. Into the situation. So the number 10 Spurs are going to be playing the number nine Grizzlies. And the big matchup uh, Wednesday night, Warriors versus Lakers. So, uh, well, how are you feeling? Uh, I had no clue. I didn't think this – Spurs would make it. I thought the Pelicans would have slipped in there, but they fell out of it. Well, Zion got hurt. Yeah. So that hurt their chances. Uh let's see. With that, I got the I got I got the Spurs winning that game. I think they're gonna be able to I think they'll control the pace better than Memphis can. And they got some veterans on their team that's kind of been in pressure situation before. As far as like DeRozan, Rudy Gay. You know those two, two they're gonna be leaning on to get them through this one little one game because no matter who they play next, they gonna they gonna get mopped up. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I don't know. so yeah, I got uh, I got the Spurs on that one. Then of course with the Lakers and Golden State, I got the Lakers. Now they have to do one or two things. Either they gotta get they're gonna either get Steph in that pick and roll with LeBron and get to some switches, or they gotta go into the post and get Draymond fouled out you know, in foul trouble. Them the two ways they're going to win, that they can make it easy on themselves to win that game because you get Steph in that switch, LeBron going to eat them up all day. You get Draymond in foul trouble. They don't have nobody that can even stand close to guarding Anthony Davis. So um, I got the, I got the Lakers yeah. easily if if they do one of them two things. I mean, I think that, that alone does it, you know what I'm saying? And even before we even get to switching uh, the pick and rolls, pick and roll switches, or even Jeremiah uh, 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 and foul trouble, the Warriors lose on the glass. They're not yeah, out-rebounding the Lakers. They're not out-rebounding the Lakers by no chance. They're not out-rebounding Andre Drummond, Anthony, Braun, Montrez, Mark, Kyle. <laughs> They're not – the Warriors are not out-rebounding the – the Lakers at all and so I think the, the Lakers do take it I love how uh the network's ESPN they're really trying to gas this one up like it's the finals all over again like it's 2016 but come on like let's be realistic come on Clay not Clay not there if Clay was there it'll be nah, that's that's a, that's a game yeah but that's, that's Andrew, but Andrew Wick but Andrew Wiggins and Draymond it ain't enough it's not enough and like 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 you said earlier you know what I'm saying it's really just it's Steph Draymond and the homies like out there really just hooping. <laughs> so, right. so really that that's really just it. So uh Spurs, I'm rolling with Spurs on that one just because they have a bit more experience. Um and I'm rolling with the Lakers because it's just just way too much. And so uh that would bring us bring us over into uh, some of the historic seasons that we're having. 
Steph and Russ are having some uh, just phenomenal years. And so go ahead and speak on speak on that a bit. Man, Steph put on the show like he showed everybody why he was the two-time two-time MVP. He didn't have his running mate with him this year, still average 30. Made, I'm pretty sure he made over 300 threes or whatever the number is. Again, uh, second player since Jordan to average over 30 after being 33, which is crazy. And you just saw the his the totality of his game. It ain't just shooting threes. Yeah, that's the big part, but he gets to the he does it off the dribble, he gets to the lane, he got the floater, he got mid-range, he got off ball. And uh he was just pretty much dominant. <laughs> Especially knowing that he's the only one on the team who can ever who can score that like frequently and can go off like that and was continually did it and put them put them on his back and got them to the play in. Uh, so that was Steph just to me he solidified his spot as like one of the I would say one of the three best point guards of all time. You can argue, you know, you can argue he's either two or three. He ain't number one. Everybody knows who number one is. Right. But uh, he's either two. He's second or third. However, you want to flip that coin. um, There was a lot of seasons. There was uh, another point guard that went off this year with Russ, averaged another triple-double, and you finally see, like, he's finally getting the credit I say that he deserved. People always want to say he's stat chasing stat pad. I'm like, you can't like it's it ain't if it was that easy, everybody would have done it. But only one person has ever done it. And he's the only person that's done it more than one year. Yeah. He's done it with three in a row, four, three out of the last four years he had the triple double. That's insane to know that somebody can like do that at night. To do that night in and night out, that's a lot of energy. And then to show you the the um how special of a talent he is. And that's yeah, he makes some he makes some bonehead plays sometimes, but I would rather take somebody that's willing to, you know, give it their all than somebody out there, you know, just lollygagging around, just trying to hit to get a check. He at least trying to get a fans a show, trying to win. So he's a competitor and I like that about him. Um and, oh, another point guard, Kyrie. What, 50, 40, 90? 40, 90. One of I think he's only the one of five. third, third or fourth, no, fifth player. Yeah, one of five players to ever do that in the season. I mean, he only plays fifty-four games, but to um to have that type of a to be that efficient as a guard is like that's ridiculous. That just shows you he was on another level scoring wise and efficiency wise, and plus the fact that Harden missed. Hardness those times, so he had to shoot a lot more. But yeah. so to still shoot fifty percent, and then the the looks he get don't be clean looks because he's number one he's little, yeah he's little and he's shooting from deep. So then don't be no clean looks. So to be that efficient, that just shows you the um the level that he was playing at, and it's just it's just crazy that all those point all those are point guards. Them just point guards, and they all played like at that elite level all season. This is uh then that that point right there, like just saying point guards, like that goes into the category of where I really feel like we're in like the golden era of the point guard. Like we just spoke about Kyrie's uh what was it, 50, 40, 90 season, Russ breaking Oscar Robertson's uh triple double record and the continued success Russ has had since he's entered the league. Uh the greatness that Steph has provided us with you see other guards you know what i'm saying uh donovan mitchell is special chris paul is special mike conley is special dame lillard is special uh you know what i'm saying like you can just kind of go you got the, then you got the young ones you got Lamelo. you got ja, ja. you got murray coming murray. up you got uh luca. luca we forgot about him he probably gonna be a face of the league so yeah. It's a, it's, it's a special time, you know what I'm saying, in the league, and especially to be uh, like, like a little person in the league, as, as Shaq would say, a little person. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely a special time, and, and this is definitely like one of those seasons where I don't uh, – I hope people don't go back and just be like, oh, it's COVID season, and so they did such and such and such. Like, no. These gentlemen went out every single night, balled hard, and left their marks on those franchises altogether. So salute to, salute to Kyrie. 
on that special special 50 40 90 like you don't see that uh Steph putting the team on his back and Russ doing Russ things like you just got to salute them all together so uh, I definitely do I definitely do rock with that and that brings us to the back end uh pretty much where we just have some uh some playoff uh injury concerns um last night Braun tweaked his ankle again in New Orleans in a game which he never should have been playing in in the fourth quarter uh, I mean, look, he stepped on uh, somebody's ankle, like, after a layup. But the slow LeBron spin move to the, to the <laughs> cup, like, and you, you stepped on somebody's foot. And it's like, of course. The sorriest, most effective move probably in the league right now. I hate that move, but it works so well because he's so big. That would add, like, the hesitation. Like, whenever he's, like, looking at the ball, he pulls up for three. Oh, it's like, my God. You think he don't do that no more. I think he heard <laughs> – I think he heard everybody talking about how trash that move was. Because it, it ain't no move. Just look it down and then shoot the ball. Bro, I'm sure Bronny was like, you know, Pops, like, they are, like, flaming you online for this right here. But, yeah, so Bron got hurt uh, in the fourth quarter of the Pelicans game, the regular season finale, which he never should have been in. Um, Anthony looks a bit. Uh, Anthony looks like he's in playoff form uh, coming back from that lo- lower ankle. Well, we'll call it ankle Achilles foot injury, whatever that was he had going on. Uh, so Anthony looks like he's kind of back to form. Uh, the Nets, uh, the their core, uh, Kyrie, Katie, James, they haven't really played together much at all this year. I think they've done about seven games, uh, seven, seven to ten games altogether, I think, uh, if memory serves correct. So it's going to be interesting to see what their dynamic and their lineups overall look like uh, in the playoffs. Um, Celtics, uh, the Celtics limped into the playoffs, losing Jalen Brown. Uh, Kemba, once again, having some knee issues. Uh, So the Celtics, they literally like limped into the playoffs. I don't really trust them uh, as they're missing uh, enough firepower in in defense. Uh, Philly, uh, can and be stay healthy. You know what I'm saying? throughout this full playoff playoff run and right. Utah with Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell both being hurt as well. So it's uh, some concerns there, especially out West, excuse me, especially out West. You can't get caught lacking. Cannot get caught lacking. So what you, what you got for uh, playoff injuries? Uh, the biggest one is always going to be the, the LeBron thing. Cause if he not, a, if he not close to a hundred percent, then I don't think the Lakers can, win the championship and that's the difference that's mainly the difference in my opinion and who's gonna win the championship is LeBron's health and then after that you go to the east and you look at KD and, and you look at the Harden situation like how is he back how are they gonna jail um they rotation they line up so like that's a that's a big that's a big factor because they ain't played that much together this year and they got some kinks that they definitely needed to work out um especially with their rotation um, and it just sucks for a team like um Utah that they not gonna be the Donovan not gonna be fully healthy. So I really, you know, they worked that hard to get the number one seed. People have been calling them frauds all year long. I, I'm guilty. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> right, because I said people. Well, let me let me rephrase that. Me, me. I, <laughs> I, I've been calling them frauds all year long, and it just sucks that they won't be 100 percent healthy, so we can actually see. Well, it maybe maybe this might be a year. You know, they could sneak them a championship, and it always happens. You know, it could it could there could be they two oh uh, what it was it oh not oh six eleven twelve whatever Mavs team beat the like uh the Heat. This could be their season. Who knows? Um, but those are the pretty much the main injuries concern is pretty much Brooklyn with the ma- the major teams Brooklyn, Philly, and uh. The Lakers, and I also want to see MB because I haven't seen him in a minute, and I just want him to keep being that dominant force he's been all year, and hopefully they can reach the finals for the first time since one Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I would, and I'm. I'll be honest. The more I watch Philly, the more that I'm like interested in their squad. Like the more that I just kind of like check in and see what they got going on there. It looks like Doc has really like brought balance, the full team balance and accountability yeah. to the team. So. uh that's going to be interesting to see how Philly really does uh, going on throughout the rest of the year. And so uh, everybody else, if you hurt, like Shaq says, man up. 
some ice, icy hot on it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I'm saying figure it out from that point but so that's uh that's pretty much it just you know like news going on around the league we got the playing playing that's starting off to well tomorrow night well the night of the 18th uh may 18th and uh eastern conference is going to hold it down tomorrow night the 18th western conference is going to hold down the night of the 19th and so just to kind of get into so, some of the fun stuff on the back back end of the show uh we got uh my man j cole uh made his made his uh best pro- professional basketball debut uh in the uh basketball african league the rwanda patriots uh is who he played for he had a uh three points three assists uh three rebounds something like that uh so he filled up the boxy he filled up the boxy that sheet, it's that sheet stuffer. I'm not mad at you. Drop an album, the burning hoops. Then, then you go out, you go hoop. You know what I'm saying? You, boys want to be masterpiece so bad. Like I'm gonna just go ahead and say, it. <laughs> like boys want to be Percy real bad. And I'm not mad at it. You know what I'm saying? Because Percy yeah. is, you know, he one of the goats. But uh, shout out to J Cole for at least you know what I'm saying living living out your dreams literally. So whole world. Cold World, he definitely did it. Album album is some uh, is, is a smoker too. Like I definitely rock with it. The Hundred Mill is one of my favorite records, and uh, of course that intro Ninety Five South is like nuts as well. Uh, we got Jalen Rose and C Web. They ended their beef. Uh, that's been that's been decades there. Uh, that they all that beef started right there in New Orleans, right there in the Superdome, and from the time out forward. It's, it's been some issues so uh salute to those brothers for putting uh they issues aside you know what i'm saying and just uh you know just just looking at the bigger picture and my new favorite segment that we have here uh <laughs> and and this this is all tevin's idea i just want everybody to know this like this is all tevin's idea and i love it so i'm not even gonna lie it's five minutes in a locker room uh, a five minute fade all right. That's some good candidates this week. <laughs> Five minute fade. Who who are the people rolling with? Jimmy Butler versus Carl uh, Anthony Towns. I'm rolling with JB. I'm gonna give it to Jimmy off rip, <laughs> but you know Towns been going through some things. You know his mom passed. R.I.P. Mrs. Towns. Um. So maybe he, he probably got some stuff built up in him that he needs to get off his chest. And if JB keep playing, he, he might be the one that, you know, take these, take this two piece. Yeah. So <laughs> but um, I'm gonna give it to him. I'm gonna give it to Jimmy just off rip. But that reach though, that'd be making a difference. It do make a difference. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that, but I I don't know. I'm I'm rolling with JB. Uh Houston, Texas, Tom Ball. Uh, outskirts. He's. I'm pretty sure he's dealt with cattle and horses before. So, uh, if like, anybody can, the man was that, homeless. The man was homeless before. Yeah, and then he went from Texas to Wisconsin for school. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm rolling with that dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, five minutes locker room. Udonis Haslam versus Dwight Howard. Who you got? <laughs> All right. <laughs> If this was if this was oh, about, if necessary, like if this was if this was ten years ago, I'm definitely going with Haslam. But he's he's forty now. When you hit forty as a person who's not a, I mean, he's still he's still a pro athlete, but he's not like a pro fighter. It's a difference between a pro fighter and a pro athlete, hands wise, at forty. Mm-hmm. But I'm still gonna go with Haslam. Cause I think Dwight too stiff in the shoulders, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he ain't got that good shoulder work. Haslam, Haslam be talking. Haslam talking a good game too. He called KG out on some stuff too, and I'm like, oh, people just gonna be calling people out like that in the media no more. Unless and you got called him out, so he must, uh, yeah. So he must. Haslam a Florida boy too, so he must. He from the he from the south. I think he go. I think he could still throw them things, even though he up there in the age. Carol's Carol City. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm rolling with UD on that one as well. Anytime you check into the game, you know what I'm saying? You you take offense to some things. You Donis Haslam, like, man, I'm an OG out here. You're not about to play with me. 
he told Dwight, I will punch you dead in your fucking mouth. I will punch you dead in your fucking mouth. And he definitely gave him that that little, the little boy. <laughs> but as don't keep playing, he forgot Dwight be on them, Dwight be on that bench press. He got that knockout power. So don't sleep. If Dwight catch him sleeping, he could he can hit him with one. Yeah. But I'm going with but I'm going with Haslam. He might got that good head movement, you know what I'm saying? To stay away from one of them knockout blows. I'm I'm rolling with Haslam. I, I I think he I think he has like too much like step up in him. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like he he seen them punches coming, he's gonna step. You know what I'm saying? So. I think he and I think he practiced boxing too. I think he practiced fighting, if I'm okay. not mistaken. I'm rolling with him. I'm rolling yeah. with the 40, 40 year old. I'm rolling with the 40 year old with the great gray in the hell. I'm rolling with him. <laughs> it's like that, that's just who it is. Uh, Bradley Bill, Bradley Beal versus is it is it Kent is it Kent Bazemore or is it Brent? Yeah, Kent Bazemore. Kent, because you heard Bazemore came out talking some uh, real heat about people trying to uh, keep up with Steph and getting hurt because they trying to keep up. So petty. That was so petty. Like you didn't even have to it. say that. <laughs> I love it, but I love. It. Um, I'm I'm rolling with. Uh, I'm a roll with Brad. I'm a roll with Brad on this one. I can't. I can't do it. Like I don't. I don't even see en- enough uh, baseball on the floor to even know. Like if, <laughs> like, like if, like, what is he like? And whenever it's an altercation, like, what is what is what's really happening? Like, is is he is he cool? Like, is he is he the peacemaker? Is he trying to separate boys or is he in the mix? Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know enough. I don't see if, if he's on the floor enough. So I'm rolling with Brad. Five minutes. I'm taking Kent. I'm taking Kent in the upset. He yeah. a lefty. He a lefty. He got quick. He got, he quick. He got some quick feet, <laughs> so he might get in and get out on Brad real quick. Even though Brad Brad put together, he like a, a swole little dude. Yeah. He a swole dude. But I think think Baysmore with that left, you know, them lefties be tricky. I, I think Baysmore. I think Baysmore will take him in the five, and then he got that stamina too. He be running a lot. Yeah, he be running the floor wide. They definitely do that. They both got that uh Reggie and Ray up in them where they just run the floor all night. Like it's all day. Nuts. That's crazy. And a new one here that's just uh pretty much brewed up here in the last 48 hours, 48 <laughs> hours or so. Okay, hot off the press. Hot off the press, hot off the internet streets. Like this is hot, hot off the, the uh YouTube streets and Instagram streets. <laughs> we got Kwame Brown versus Stack Five. Uh I haven't seen the full interview yet, but evidently Gilbert Arenas, Agent Zero, went on all the smoke. He had uh, some things to say about Kwame Brown. Evidently, Kwame didn't like what Gil had to say. And now Kwame is calling out Stack, Matt, and Gil uh, in a in a series of of uh, hands being thrown. Uh, I'll I'll, I'm not going to repeat none of the things Kwame Brown said, but if y'all want to want to know what he said, y'all just going to go check it out. Check it out. The, check out the interview for yourself. That is crazy. Um, uh, Kwame versus Stack. Who, who, who are you rolling with? Before today, I ain't never heard of Kwame Brown ever say a word. I didn't know what he sounded like. I didn't know his temperament or none of that. I thought he was just a dude that played, got his money, and just was like, all right, I'm going home. But after hearing him talk, I'm like, this man, he about that business. He about he about, yeah, he about the business of putting hands on folk. I don't care what nobody say. He couldn't <laughs> as an NBA hooper, he wasn't the best NBA ball player. But um, from hearing him talk and hearing what the stories he's telling, he he sounds like somebody who who let his hands do the talking. So uh, and. We know Steven Jackson rep. We've seen it on film. You know, he he throw them things too, but uh, Kwame that country strong. Kwame that country strong. Plus he about three inches taller. About 60, <laughs> 70 pounds heavier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Real talk. He might wipe the floor with Cap with Captain Jack. And that's I, my man. I hate, I hate to say it too, but dog, listen. I'm going to put it to y'all like this. I saw Kwame's response video that was floating around on the timeline today. Any man that is in a short sleeve button up plaid shirt smoking hookah with the key to the city behind him, you leave that man alone. You leave that man alone because he's he is he, he sounds like somebody that's been ready to put hands on both of them. <laughs> both, 
quite so, some time. Anybody who been talking crazy about him. Yeah. Because he had some words for Stephen A in there too. Oh, yeah. Where's this? I, did, I didn't even see that. See? Yeah. yeah. He said something about Stephen A. Oh, man. And well, yeah. Stephen A, he's been, he been picking up Call Me for years. So, I mean, I understand that one. But listen, man. Y'all leave that man Call Me Brown alone. He made his cheddar. He got he's staying up out of people's way. Five minutes lock lock the door. I'm rolling with Kwame. Like they man. Size, that size and that weight. That's too much weight and size. That make a big difference in the fight. Yes. And like you say, if you don't ever hear somebody talk and how he had what an eight-year, 10-year career in the league. He, he played at least 10 years. Yeah. At least 10. It probably was closer to 12 to 15, honestly. Yeah. So anybody that's played that amount of time in the league for those multiple teams, you in the you stay in the league for a reason. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, he he from South Carol, South Carolina. He been outside, like <laughs> like 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 he been outside. Like it's it's a different type of outside out there in South Carol. So right. I'm rolling with that man. Like that's that's <laughs> in the him. I'm sure his I, I'm sure his knuckles are ashy right now. Like <laughs> like like I'm rolling with that there. Knuckles ashy, nails nails dirty, boots boots brown brown, <laughs> and one of the boots got a hole in them. I'm rolling with him. Steel <laughs> toe boots. Yeah yeah, like leave that man alone. <laughs> leave that man alone. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that that's it for the for the five minute uh, locked door session. Uh, five minute fade. Uh, so and. Five minute fade is hilarious because listen, like thirty seconds in a fight is long enough. Like too long. So, five minutes, man. You 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 definitely you know what I'm saying that that's just like you lock the door. Whoever walk out, they walk out first. And so just let that be that. And so uh, that's pretty much the, just the end of the show here. Uh, this episode here. Uh, everybody, keep in mind that the NBA playoffs they officially tip off on may 22nd uh that is this upcoming saturday that the nba nba playoffs will tip off we'll know a bit more about uh final matchups come the night of the 21st when the play-in games uh conclude um so uh right now we don't know we don't know we have our favorites of who we think uh would actually take take home the ship uh but i, I guess we'll We'll know who has uh, the 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 easiest or the hardest path to uh, getting that grabbing that trophy there. And so, uh, T, you got anything before we wrap it up? Uh, not too much, man. Just appreciate you for having me again. Uh, I'm out here in Lafayette working with the baseball team. So if anybody's in the Lafayette area, Baton Rouge area, you want to see some good quality college baseball, come out to Fallbacker Field. Our season starts June eighth. First home game, we got five home games in a row. So June 8th through June 12th, pull up, get your tickets, come see some good baseball, bring the family, friends, whoever else, invite them. And uh, that's all I'm going to be doing this summer, man. And, uh, yeah, just ready to do this again once uh, the playoffs start. Most definitely. Most definitely. I know COVID kind of cut some things short uh, last time out. So, you know what I'm saying, just hopefully this one, you know, we get a chance to really just – uh, see it all the way, see it all the way through, but nonetheless, yeah, y'all, y'all gonna make sure y'all go check out them, them, them baseball games out there in the Lafayette area. I know I'm gonna be out there. I'll be out there. You know, it's kind of like a second, second home for me. <laughs> so uh, I'll be out there. I'll be out there to come check it out, see what's going on down there. And so uh, y'all keep in mind the hat store remains open, uh, since 93com Um, and so yeah, until until next time, y'all. Thank y'all for checking out the Perspective Podcast. Uh, send it to your auntie, send it to your uncle, send it to your cousin. Uh, listen to it while you're working on the car, washing the car. Don't matter what you're doing. Just make sure you share it with a homie or a friend or somebody. Uh, this podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, uh, just wherever. Wherever you want to find some con- audio content, you can find us as well. And so just like the late, great Nipsey Hussle would say, the marathon continues. And until the next time, y'all, peace.